0: and welcome to Annie's Pink Chair, where we bring real, raw, relevant issues to the table from a woman's perspective with wit and wisdom. I have some great friends in the audience. We are going to do part two today. My friend Dawn and Bridget Brewster are the co-founders of Agape International Missions, AIM. In 2005, they moved to Cambodia to fight against the evil of child sex trafficking. Dawn and Bridget...
1: We're back,
0: <laughs> and Thank we were you. just we were just getting started with the story because let me just update the audience that you guys were called and you you just you went to Cambodia, came back, and then all of a sudden you saw this uh, show on television and you were just like, "Wow, that happens there." We were just there, and now you you were called. You sold everything. We're going to move to Cambodia. So now the the story starts back in Cambodia and you're in a village that it's rampant. So tell us what happened. You started a church and you wanted to start aftercare homes for the trafficked little kids, right? Tell us more about that. Well, how that happened.
1: Well, it actually, actually the aftercare home came first Uh because that was the, the greatest need. And, uh, and so, uh, we were blessed with uh, a great uh, psychologist uh, uh, who's a leader actually in working with traumatized children. Uh, our staff loved Jesus and we love those children. And f- for example, we hit a tough spot; and we couldn't pay the staff for three months, and we thought we're going to lose, we're going to lose our staff because they can't wow. afford right and. We thought we'd lose half of them. Not a single person quit. They wow. continue to work without pay because of their love of Jesus and the love of those kids. And that's the kind of people God brought to us. You know, it was totally him. But the but the aftercare home became, uh, you know, I'd like to say we had a vision for all the parts. But basically it became like hey, we got girls we have to reintegrate. What are we going to do with them? Like, we haven't thought that far ahead. And How and- did you
0: guys know, by the way? Like, did did you do an outreach, or did, did the police come to you with children, or did you have friends that knew children that needed somewhere to go after they escaped the lifestyle, or how did you meet these little children?
2: Well, the first group that we got in were... Um, there was an overflow from one of the um, NGOs that was totally crowded. And they asked if we would take their 13 um, that they were just having a lot of trouble with. And so we said, "Yep, bring them on. And so, and then we had another wave of some children that were rescued that came through, um, what was it like a assessment home. And so uh, we thought it would take five years to get a home with 24 girls. And we had that within three months of opening and we just saw how great the need was. Uh, it just, um, so we were able to buy a um, rent, the home next to the one that we started with. And eventually we filled it up and we had 50, 54 altogether. Um, oh my goodness. But when we, had our first two girls that needed to be reintegrated, they went to Sway Park, this village that we saw on the Dateline special. So Don went into the village to check the homes where the girls went back to and he's walking down the street and the same two little pimps, like they were teenagers pimps that were on that Dateline special asked him while well, he's going to find the girls to see where their homes are. If they, he wanted to buy some little girls for sex.
0: Oh my gosh. So the same guys that were on television, the, the, the young yeah. pimps, the yeah. same exact people. Exactly. Wow. Were, yeah, were was- you like going is this crazy? Like, I just saw you on national television and <laughs> you're a pimp and obviously he needed care too, you know, cause we right? love well, pimps. They need good yeah, attention too.
1: Sure. Yeah. He was supposed to be in prison. prison. That's why it was like, everything That's, was supposed to be shut it, down in this village. But is it, that,
0: is that what the television portrayed? That it was getting shut down and they were going to go to prison?
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. and, and, we found out later that the, they went to trial. They went to, and were convicted and spent less than a month in prison, and were just back. Everything was back to normal. Uh, oh my gosh! That goes so the so that's when we said like, hey, we need to. Jesus needs to move there, right? And we had the we had a Cambodian pastor that we had been working with who moved there with us. And actually the first thing we did was a kids' club for the neighborhood kids. And girls who had gone through our uh, restoration program actually led it. So there were girls that, that had been uh, had been victims and were now thriving, they came and worked with these with these kids in the village. And we were able to give us, actually get intel for us that we were able to use later. But so it started with the kids club as part of the church. And then we said, oh, you know, we need to provide employment for some of the girls who are being reintegrated. You know, there's not good jobs. And so we started a little employment center. And the first one was we were horrible. We were, the work was great. But what we learned is you have to sell what the girls produce. Otherwise you're not successful. Yes.
0: Right. So we, right.
1: right. we had large <laughs> inventories of great things that girls have made. And thankfully uh we got some help in, and and uh, refocused in, and got distribution of what the girls make and and so that that's been an ongoing thing and and we have a health clinic there to help because that causes kids to be trafficked if someone's sick in their family and they don't have any money.
0: Sure. Uh, so they had right. nowhere to go, and and uh, you that you're preventing families from being trafficked. Right.
1: Right. We started exactly. a school so we uh-huh. kind of stop that cycle of poverty and protect the kids from being trafficked, and then. It, another thing, part of it was we called it the Lord's Gym. And like those pimps and young traffickers, uh, we weren't reaching them. Through all the different programs, we reached everybody else, but not them. And God blessed us with a great Christian coach who was a national champion in kickboxing. And all of a sudden, every, every boy wanted to be part of the gym. But the 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 fee to get in the gym was to spend time with our coach as he would share Christ and what he could do in their lives. And one by one, these these guys became Christians. We had <laughs> twenty of them become professional kickboxers. Like our little gym was horrible. We had a horrible gym is tiny little thing. And we had, and we, and we ended up with four national champions out of that gym, and they're like superstars in Cambodia. Like their pictures oh are on billboards. And so these guys gonna... are now saying, "What a real man does is protect his wife and children. He doesn't sell them, and he doesn't That's use."
0: Them. Incredible, you guys! I can't. So you guys took traffickers and turned them into heroes. It,
1: yeah. Yeah. It God, Amen. Amen. Yeah. Wow. God. And it was, that... it was just crazy.
0: <laughs> wow. So you, you, you get the restoration home, you get all these, I mean, 54 kids, you said, Bridget, in the beginning, right? 54 children. And, and then you, of course you opened up the church and then you had the health The health center, but then also the after school program with the survivors, graduates were teaching, which is incredible because that's super empowering. And it's also, um, it shows the other survivors, hey, you can get, you can actually thrive and you can be well, you can get out of this and you can be safe. Um, And then that gym that you opened up and obviously the jobs that you created for the the, was it just young ladies? Were there boys included into the, the? Was it? Were there a boys' home and then a girls' home? Or was it just girls at this time?
1: It was, it was there wasn't a need. We considered opening a boys' home, but there wasn't yeah. a need. There was. There were boys' homes, and uh, they actually they had difficulty being filled because it wasn't so much an organized crime with boys you know, you were talking with, and so, uh, the boys, it was, it was kind of freelance. So there were boys, boys were being abused. Uh, Absolutely,
2: but it, yes.
1: Right. They horribly abused, but it was just a different system. So again, we thought that we might, but there wasn't really a need for us to do that. So we, we stuck with the, with the girls, but what ended up happening, we're in Swipe Pot right now. and We have all this. People are coming to Christ. They're becoming people who protect their kids. Mm-hmm. But because it was a trafficking spot, the church members start providing intel. Like, here's the trafficker. Right. Here's how they work. It, but when we turn that over to other organizations who did rescue work, uh, the rescues kept failing because of leaks or briberies. And so we had this idea, let's have a SWAT team. Why couldn't we have our own SWAT team?
2: Another idea he got in the shower.
1: Yeah. The <laughs> this is like didn't... a whole
0: village that you're creating, Don. You and Bridget you <laughs> created this whole village, like you got a grocery store, you got the SWAT team, you got the workout place, <laughs> you got the factory where they're making things. <laughs> what else are we
2: doing here?
1: <laughs> but but they yeah, so the SWAT team. You know, I tried to get other organizations, mm-hmm. Bridget and I talked to them and said, you really do this? And they laughed at us. And I thought, well, I've been laughed at before. So, And I knew the general over anti-trafficking because I made him mad several times. And so we knew each other, but he was actually a good guy. So we brought him this this proposal and it was very lengthy and I thought he'll... I had my arguments because I knew he would say no. We took forever going through it, one page at a time. And when he put it down, he said, let's do it.
0: So what did you propose to him?
1: I said that we would, we would have our own SWAT team, that we would take selective people from his police that we knew were good, and we, we would have some of people, young men that we had discipled, And that we would get from an expat who it was experienced. And we actually got a detective from Scotland to come and lead our team. And so he provided training and expertise. Plus, we had lots of others come over. And so he would take the intel. And this, what is it? How many years ago this happened? like five or six, seven seven years ago and in seven years they've rescued over 1600 kids
0: oh my goodness so you you took a general that was the head dude and you proposed to have him help you guys right hey yeah was Uh, it
1: a mutual team like Like a mutual
0: mutual, right Uh
1: yeah
0: And, And, and and was this like a position that he could get paid for then
1: No, he wouldn't get paid. He would just, he would give us the authority to do it. To do racing. And so he gave us the authority to do investigations and to do them. But one of the, you know, the girls that that did that class, but we have girls that have done amazing things. And we, we, Bridget, Bridget is the heart of our restoration. She's too shy, so I'm going to say this. <laughs> God, God used her heart of love for the girls and the staff. Led us to see clearly, like, we wanted the girls to be more than surviving. We wanted them to thrive. And it became clear and it, it, afterwards when we really found out it was biblical that they needed three things. They needed a place where they belonged and were wanted no matter what. Right. That kind of family which they didn't have. That we right. would be. That, our, that each girl gets a mentor and discipler that stays with them the rest of their life. Right. Right. Yeah. So they had they knew that, right? And because right. it's hard working with the families and we still they still do that. That they needed to be loved no matter what. Yes. Like if they made, they did chose to go back into life. We still love them, and That's they're right. Mentor, right? Yeah. And they eventually needed a purpose beyond themselves. And if they could get those three things, if we could help them, then they would become in, in amazing. We have so many stories, but one of my favorite is this young woman who went through our program. Her her ups and downs after reintegration were crazy. And finally, she was, she was at that point and needed that purpose. And we asked her if she wanted to join our SWAT team. Now, that was going to take courage because she was going to be an investigator. Right. Right. Like, like if a man goes in to investigate where they're selling kids, if he's not willing, if he's not having sex with kids,
0: then he's, yeah.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. 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 So she could, she could go in, she's in her mid twenties now. She looks about 14. Super, you know, super cute, um, speaks three languages, English, Cambodian, and Vietnamese. And she goes in like she's looking for a job. Consider how brave she is. So she goes in like she's looking for a job. And she knows everything, and so they tell her everything. she gives it to the team who in conjunction with the police, conduct a raid and rescue the girls and One of the best things to see is she'll come in uh, after the raid and work with the girls too, because she knows what it's like right to to be there and how they don't know if they're being arrested or being rescued, right right. But she is the best at getting the evidence that is needed for trial because she knows where it's all hidden. So she takes the police and our team around and shows them all the different places to uh, to find the evidence. Evidence to get them convicted.
2: Yeah, and we have another girl that went through our program who's also a social worker for the SWAT team. And those girls are just—they're bad bleeps. Yeah, you know they're just so great. And we have <laughs> girls from <Bridget>. our program <laughs> I, know. I wanna, you know this is why usually does all the talking um, but girls they're teachers in our school that we have in Spike Pot and um, some of them they are in our employment center some have gone on to school um, and they're in real estate selling real estate uh, our girls are just amazing what they're accomplishing. We have girls that are in university studying, want to come back and be counselors and social workers. And just, just the way that we see our girls thriving. It's in, in all different areas. It's just such a miracle, such miracles we see in real time.
1: And, and it was God working through Bridget. And our staff. Yeah. Well, and then you, through you to the staff and to the girls that, you know, she's, our, our uh, grandson calls her Nana, mm-hmm. and I want her to have a business card that says, you know, like Ain't Nana. nana. She's the <laughs> Nana to our staff <laughs> and all and the girls. And so, yeah, she, that that should be her title. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah, but our staff, you know, because somebody of them stuff, there's a terrible genocide in Cambodia back um, yeah. in the late seventies. Um that there was so much loss and destruction there and our staff that through terror and to see, um, out of their broken hearts, the love that they have for these girls, um, to, they just treasure them and just, and, and you're like them, Annie. I mean, there's no bitterness and no judgment and just the love that flows. It's just, I just
0: want to be like them and be
2: like you when I grow up. Oh, no,
0: you can be my, you you can be my Nana too. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I'm just super inspired. You guys, I, I just want to commend you for, I know this not has, this has not been easy. Uh, this work is very taxing. And, uh, I just feel like in Cambodia for you guys, God just opened up all these doors out of your obedience And I just want everyone to know, like, and if, if someone could ask you each individually, and we have about seven and a half minutes, seven minutes, actually, what's the best advice if they want to get into this field or social work itself that you could give them, or just in general of life, each of you have like two minutes, go for it. Okay.
2: Best advice. Okay. Okay. The best advice is to just go out and do something. Um, it doesn't have to be big. And we started small, like I said, in Sacramento, we ran a sports club a sports camp for kids in Sacramento and reaching children at risk. And you don't have to leave home. You can be, um, we started also being doing tutoring at a school in, um, downtown Sacramento. Um, just being uh, to listen, um, here in in America to be a CASA, a court-appointed special advocate for a child in the foster care system because so many kids are funneled into sex trafficking after they get out of the foster care or even while they're in it running away. Just, I think you've said it, if if a child knows that they have one adult that's there for them that's crazy about them and will be there for them... um, It makes all the difference in the world for them. And just, especially for us being plugged into the source, being plugged into Christ and taking the time to be still and listen and to surrender and just to be obedient. And it's really simple, but sometimes it's so hard to do, but it's really that simple. It's being plugged into the source, listening and obeying. And you don't have to start, you don't have to sell your home and move, you can do little things in your area, just being a mentor.
1: That's yeah, I, I would say, I would say quickly what Bridget said about being connected to Christ's love. Uh, you know this because you you've been doing this, but it's difficult working in the field, right? And there's so many people that are desperate for love, uh, not just. Not just victims who have been rescued, but the staff who's caring for them. And to be honest, I would run out of love on my own about 9 a.m. Like, that's it. I have (laughs) no more love in me. But if we're connected to the source of love, then we can make it. But if we try to do it on our own, and this, I think this is just good advice for life. Because there's so many people desperate for love stay connected to the source and you, he can be used by you in so many ways you can't imagine.
0: Yeah, I have, I have okay, we have a, about four and a half minutes. I have one really off the wall question and you can rebuttal this, but I heard on an interview today on TikTok and I don't even have TikTok, it came on the Instagram feed that somebody was calling out someone for calling uh, the transgender bathrooms in America They were calling uh, one of the transgender people were commenting on them saying, well, the narrative is, is that we go in there and we abuse children. But in all reality, this person said, uh, you know, those little children, they're sexy and they're not innocent. They are not a princess or a prince and they they're not what people think they are. What would you say to that, to rebuttal that? Because I was blasted when I heard that, you guys. I was like, how is a four or five year old sexy? Like it, it appalled me that they
2: would say something like that. Yeah, it's speechless. It is appalling. Um,
1: yeah, no, well, I think I, I, I think that's clearly deviant and evil, and and I think you got to call it what it is. And you know, you because that, I don't that that is, I mean. First of all, our guide writes the Bible, so that makes it pretty clear. But even (laughs) that, right, even beyond that, speaking like that, thinking like that, acting like that is just deviant and it's evil. And uh, that's a voice that should be shut down.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. That that people are so influenced by social media today. Yes. uh, and and
0: what would the child say don because what would what would i say or because i remember when i when i first got abused i was about seven or eight years old like sexually i i didn't have a voice to voice what happened to me did i feel sexy no did i want it No. no was it forced on me yes so that's where i was like whoa what do you feel like when you're four or five like it, it made me feel so icky inside that are like, obviously the problem of child sex trafficking and regular human trafficking, I don't want to call it regular, but human tra- trafficking, sex trafficking <laughs> yes. is the issue of the buyer thinks it's an object. The buyer thinks there's no soul. The buyer thinks they want it. Yeah. And that's pretty disgusting. And I just, I know that you, <laughs> you've dealt with this and, We've got about well, a minute and 45. I want people to know well, how to get a hold of you, first of all. Let's go to your website. What is it?
1: It's aimfree, A-I-M-F-R-E-E uh, dot org. It's our so website. You guys A-I-M-F-R-E-E. Want to get in touch with...
0: Yep. Sorry, Don. Go ahead.
1: Okay. AIMfree.org. dot org. And I just want to say, you know, that that type of thing impacts kids hearing that. You know, one of the things that we found so amazing in working with girls uh, in Cambodia was they thought something was wrong with them. Eight and nine-year-old girls, yeah. like, because it was an American who heard them. They they were given to the American by their parents, the American, let them go to school, and they wondered, like, "What's wrong with me?" I didn't like what he did to me, right? They, so the, instead, you know, it gets really talk like that. Words like that have an impact beyond what we what we recognize, right? And so, you know, that stuff should just be shut down. There's no yeah. reason. That there's, that, that's not a freedom of speech no. issue. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's, it's not. If, I, I want to thank you both for your bravery and your love for people. And if anyone wants to get in touch with you, uh, that they will. And, and please, my friends, donate to my friends, Don and, and Bridget. AIM, I love you guys. Agape International, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for the work you do. And we'll see you next time. On my show, and hopefully it'll be in person, so I can hug you yeah. both and squeeze you because I love I you know. so much. Love I love you. Thank you
2: so much. Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay,
0: you're welcome. Hi, dear friends. Annie here. Did you know that we have a nonprofit that serves sex trafficking victims? And how did this come about? Well, that was so simple for me because I am a former trafficking victim of more than a decade in Las Vegas. I had two different traffickers that almost destroyed me and ravaged my soul. But by the grace of God, I sit in this chair today and I can testify that Jesus is real and that my complex trauma and all the pain that I endured got totally solved by the love of God. Please partner with us. Your donation is tax deductible and you're gonna be saving
2: a life.